Welcome to Post Status Excerpt. This week, we've got a great conversation for you all lined up, ready to go. But first, we want to tell you about a great sponsor, a sponsor that helps keep this podcast running. And this week, that awesome sponsor is WordFence. Now, I don't know about you, but normal people like me, well, normal in the relative sense, can't afford downtime. They can't afford a black mark on their brand's reputation or the SEO impact of getting hacked. And that's why so many WordPress sites today rely on the real-time protection provided by WordFence Premium. Now, WordFence Central offers premium subscribers a powerful and efficient dashboard to manage security for all their sites from one central location. So if this all sounds nice to you, you should check out WordFence today at poststatus.com slash WordFence. So speaking with you today is a pleasure. Um, it's a pleasure too. Um, can you tell me? Uh, well, I am from. I'm from the. As you probably already have figured out from our communication earlier, I'm from the United States. I live in Florida. I'm from the East Coast. Um, can you tell me where you are in terms of the continent? Yeah, I'm from Nigeria. I live in Nigeria. Actually, uh-huh. Nigeria is in Africa, and I live in a city called Lagos. Yeah. I think it's actually one of the most populous um, city in Africa. Yeah. Is there um, and how are the WordPress meetups in in that area of Africa in Nigeria? Yeah. Um, I think we have the biggest um, WordPress um, community or meetup in Africa. Yeah. We do have a I think a yearly WordPress um, conference or yeah a meetup. Yeah. So, although I haven't really attended the last one they did, I wasn't really chance. I was actually out of the city, so I couldn't attend. And I think we were supposed to hold one last year, but because of the COVID situation, that got um, postponed. Other than that, we do. There are actually um, um, little meetups here and there, like in Lagos, in Abuja, and what. Although I haven't personally really attended them. But I do see their announcements and their posts and stuff like that on our local WordPress on um, Slack. We do have a WordPress on um, Slack um, community, which is actually growing. I think it's actually the biggest in Africa. Yeah. So um, that's it. I I interviewed or spoke with Mary Job a couple of weeks yeah. ago. I'm not sure if you know her, um, but yeah, she- I do know her. Okay, great, because it's a big continent and it's a big country. But I didn't want to make any yeah. assumptions, but we were talking about WPAfrica.org um, and the website she's put up and her hopes for getting WordCamp um, Africa over to there someday. It was a very encouraging. Um, I'll share that link in the show notes for people because I, where you're from and where she's from are close enough that I think it's worthwhile um, to to make yeah. that connection to our readers. What I'm, uh, thank you for being a post status member. <laughs> um, what I wanted to, what I wanted to talk to you about today was um, you shared what you called a small win last uh, Friday, January 7th. And before we get into that though, can you just briefly tell me, um, I should say a little bit about your background, but how many WordPress plugins that you currently like have in your 
possession or what you, you know, like give us an idea of what your WordPress plugin developer and business scope is. So we, we know that going in. All right. So I actually started off um, uh, teaching WordPress uh, on plugin development on um, blogs like um, SitePoint, ThoughtPlus, owned by Envato and uh, Smashy Magazine. Then I proceeded to build my own WordPress plugin, actually to to solve my own problems. Then I think I created a um, profile press because I had a, I wrote a tutorial on SitePoint on how to do the custom login form. And uh, I had people come into in the comment section stating they want the tutorial to be turned into a, a plugin they could install on their WordPress site. That was how I built a um, profile press. And over the years, uh, I had this situation. I actually use um, Sendy for my email marketing so, uh, as my email marketing software. So, but one of the problems I encountered with it was each time I write a WordPress post, I had to go to the platform, you know, to craft the post as a newsletter to send to my subscribers. So I was not like, "Hi," but I automate this whole process. Then I discovered the API has a method or an, an endpoint for sending email from for sending emails. Yeah. So I built a plugin called Sending WP. I actually built the plugin from start to finish, and I realized. I could actually extend this particular plugin to support other email marketing platform. That was how MailOptin was born. So with MailOptin, you could send, you could, you could build a, um, opt, or opt-in forms or lead capture forms that you know you put, put in your in your name, your email, and when you click on sign up, it gets um, synchronized to your email marketing platform. Um, then another part of the plugin is actually for sending automated newsletter. From your WordPress, as your uh, from your WordPress site to your email marketing um, subscribers, it's actually kind of similar to newsletter glue. Yeah, we are we actually uh, came into the market before newsletter glue and the likes. Yeah. Although we, we we don't do just um, email um, automations like um, sending WordPress posts as um, emails, we also do lead lead capture lead lead um, capturing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty much the two plugins I own. Yeah. And I think um we started, I've also built a, a couple of add-ons during the early days of easy easy digital downloads. I built a couple of um add-ons for them. And I think there was a time it's the closer third party uh, plugins and they decided to acquire one of my add-ons in house. Oh, so one I've of your built, one of your EDD plugins that you made was acquired. Yeah. Yeah, it was acquired. I think we, it's it's called um license free downloads. Yeah, who it's acquired it? Yeah, Pippins actually. Oh, so, so Pippin it, Pippin acquired a plugin that you wrote for EDD. Yeah. So wow. the, the the story was yeah the story was actually they were actually trying to uh, they wanted all plugins listed on their website to be an official add-on, you know, created and created by them as well by them. So they reached out to me and said if I would be keen in selling the add-on to them so they would take over on the maintenance. And I said yes, yeah. Also, you also have the option of deciding not to sell to them and hosting it on your site and selling it yourself, yeah. So that was actually, that was also an option, but I just opted for them to acquire it, yeah. 
So I also made a, another plugin called um, OmniPay. It actually sort of like an umbrella site for a couple of payment gateways I was building. Then I was selling um, WooCommerce uh, and EDD payment gateways like um, to check out Stripes, Paper, and the likes. Mm-hmm. But over time, I actually phased out um, the Stripes, Braintree, and to, and to check out uh, payment gateway because of lack of sales. Then leaving just the WooCommerce to check out plugin and the EDD Paddle gateway plugin. So, um, so I think that two years ago, yeah, two years ago, I sold the business to WP Manage Ninja, the folks behind um, Fluent Form and Fluent CRM and Fluent Support. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. so quite current, a, you're quite busy. <laughs> yeah. So currently, I manage um, Profile Press, Mail Optin, and just recently, Login WP, which was formerly known as Peter's Login. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, login WP is actually what we're what we're here for today. You made like I like I mentioned earlier, you made a post in Post Status Slack business channel on the seventh of January, and I'll read it off here so people don't have to go hunting for it. It says you're sharing a small win. You said three years ago I acquired Peter's login redirect, now renamed login WP plugin. You said for five figures and continued to maintain it for free. And then four months ago, so that was three years ago. Now, four months ago, um, that would put this in September-ish of last year, um, you yeah. revamped the code in UI and launched a pro version called Law, and then you gave the URL to logicwp.com, which we'll put in the show notes. Then you're, And then you said after that, app, you're happy to announce that it broke even, and now in terms of now moving forward, looking forward to profit, and you had some doubts that it might either was the right investment at the time. And then you had a couple of great responses from the post status community in terms of, I think the biggest, biggest surprise there was that you broke even on a f- five figures in four months. Um, I'm looking at the loginwp.com right now. If, if no one is familiar with the plugin, it, it the tagline is on the website. It says redirect users to different URLs after they log in, log out, and register. Um, and it has, according to your site here, it has over one hundred thousand active installs. I'm assuming that's the free version. Um, yeah, that's well, mostly. Um, but the plugin offers login redirection, um, post for you know after after somebody has registered. Um, developer-friendly, placeholders, lots of integrations with WooCommerce, easy easy digital downloads, profile press, and the list goes on and on. So that's that's yeah. why we're here in a nutshell, and that's why I wanted to talk to you, because that small win, um, first of all, I don't think it's that small, <laughs> um, but it is a win, and it, 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 it's a win that a lot of other people love to hear stories about. Um, and so I wanted to just pick your brain for a few minutes here in terms of, first of all, what attracted you to acquire this plugin three years ago in the first place? Did you, did you think three years ago that this was going to be something that you were going to be able to eventually turn into a revenue generator? Or did you just acquire, acquire the plugin just because you needed a side project? Um, actually, um, We've been, we've been getting requests over the years in profile press. You know, we get customers asking us, uh, they want to conditionally 
redirect their users after they log in, perhaps based on their user role or different criteria, but mostly based on the user's um, role. Like we have a couple of um, users that uses um, Lendage. Lendage has their learning management system. You know, with Lendage, they are teachers and they are students. Yeah. Yeah, they are teachers and they are students. So we get a lot of requests for asking if we could implement a feature in ProfilePress that allows um, students to get redirected to a particular page. Hmm. Then maybe the teachers get redirected to another page, you know, based on their user role. So I wanted to build the feature into ProfilePress and I discovered there exists an already, uh, there, there, there's a, actually another plugin called um, Peter's Login Redirect that does exactly what I was actually going to build in ProfilePress. So I reached out to the author and he was open to an acquisition. We agreed on the fee. I made the payment and he transferred the ownership of the plugin um, to me. So I continue maintaining the plugin. And each time we get a request for conditional redirect after login, we recommend Peter's login redirect. And I, and I think I later discovered it was actually popular in the, in the lenders community. It was even recommended in their um, app documentation or I think yeah, their knowledge-based um, website for people looking for conditional redirect. So over time, we started getting requests for redirection based on the courses um, students have taken. Take, for example, if a student have completed um, or is enrolled into course A, they want, they want the users to be redirected to a certain page. And if, they, if they've enrolled into course B, they want the user to be redirected, be redirected to another page. So I gather some of those feedbacks and turn it into a, a pro plugin. Yeah, so I started upselling that in a free version. And I was actually surprised that it was really, I think it got um, quite a number of, um, it got a, quite a number of sales from, especially from the lender um, users. So I think that, that's pretty much the history. Although we have um, users using uh, from other plugins that we integrate with, but the users from Lendat actually makes up a majority of the uh, the customer base, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's what I found interesting too. So just to kind of summarize the story a little bit, if I understand this correctly, you, you, you acquired the free, this was the free plugin you acquired from Peter, right? You, it was free yeah. at the time when... when when you acquired it. So, but once you acquired it, you started because you had the free plugin, people were making requests like feature requests or enhancement requests. And you saw a lot yeah. of learn dash requests in there. And then as, is, is it, is it those requests that kind of fueled what, what is going to go into the pro version of the plugin? That sounds about right. Yeah, that's correct. And also we also got um, requests for, um, redirecting back to the previous page. Say um, a user is visiting a certain page, then they cl- then they click on the login link in the navigation menu or so. Then after login, they want the user to be redirected back to the page they were on. So I actually built that into the plugin too, and that has also gotten quite a number of um, um, sales too. Yeah, right. with that feature, we've gotten quite a number of sales too. Yeah. So in Slack, you don't, you, in Slack, because the learn dash thing is very interesting to me. Um, the strategy here just seems to be, you had a free plugin, you're getting requests about learn dash, which you said before, wow. you didn't really have a lot of experience. It's not like you were a big 
learn dash user. Um, you knew what I actually it, don't even use Ledash, yeah. Yeah, you don't use Learn Dash, but these people using yeah. this free redirect plugin says, "Hey, could you have? We would love to have this functionality and this functionality, specifically for these things, including Learn Dash, a lot of Learn Dash." So that was kind of one of the big, one of the big features you wanted to put into the Pro plugin, right? Um, that's what I was yeah. reading out here in Slack. So when it comes to other plugin oh. developers. Um, I think there's a lesson to be learned here. Maybe, maybe it, it sounds like to me that for people trying to find a way, sometimes building the plugin is the easiest part for a developer. I think sometimes the hardest, and feel free to agree or disagree, but sometimes it's coming up with something people want to use and eventually would probably want to pay for those ideas. Um, and people start off with like the plugin, like, itself but this plugin hooks into learn learn dash and a lot of other a lot of other integrations as well so it kind of it kind of enhances learn dash it's not really a you know you can use it to, for learn dash you don't have to it's not as much a standalone plugin as as much a like a learn dash extra plugin or you know for for people that just want it from learn dash do you think that's a good strategy for plugin developers to kind of think less or just or give more consideration to other WordPress platforms like LearnDash or whatever else to to see what's missing and is do you think that's a good market to go after like you kind of did? Um, I think um, like for my story um, I, I stumbled upon the LearnDash um, market um, accidentally. Accident, um, right. <laughs> Yeah. So if I'm to advise a plugin developer, I will advise them to actually um, stick to a niche that has a big enough market, you, you know, that has a user base you could actually market your products to and you will get, you know, um, quite a number of sales, you know, if to maybe cover up your development cost or, you know, just as a, probably as, a side income or something like but not necessarily something you want to focus on full time so you so it might be a good idea i mean you said you stumbled into it accidentally but not everyone is has the time or the patience or the or the free plug-in already acquired to stumble into that accidentally so um what i want so if somebody is looking for a niche market um, and so one of the places, can you share with us, like one of the places that you got, I think you mentioned this in Slack, one of the places that you got some of your ideas from, I don't want to, I don't want to steal okay, your thunder, um, but, um, but I do think you got was one of the places, um, yep. no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So basically, basically, um, if the nature market has say communities, for example, a Facebook group. Facebook you could groups. Lock around, yeah, you could lock around the group, find problems users are constantly battling with, and see if you can build out a, or if you can build and sell a solution that solve that particular problem. Yeah, you could also lock around Reddit community, like on the WordPress Reddit community, and also on Twitter too. So you could get ideas from those um, places. Yeah. So you look for so people complaining. Months, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I belong to quite a number of WordPress-related groups, and I try to see if I can um, build solutions to some of their problems. Yeah. 
although I normally don't do that often, but back in the days I used to, you know, look look at problems users are facing, build our solutions for, for those particular problems, market it and see if it will gain traction. And if at the end of the day it doesn't really gain any traction, I will shape it and move on to the next thing. Well, you know, that's been, that's not the first time I've heard that, but I think it has to be repeatedly reminded that um, look for, look for something that's repeatedly being mentioned as, as an itch or well, look for something that people are complaining about and see if you can fix it. And that doesn't require creating a new plugin, but if somebody, like you said, you were in Facebook, was it a learn dash Facebook group? Yeah. Okay. So in Learn Dash Facebook group, for example, you see what people are either complaining about or they keep asking the same questions over and over again. Obviously, Learn Dash is probably looking at that too, but because you're, I'm guessing because you're a smaller, faster developer, that you can create that kind of integration with the plugin that you have. Uh, I think that's pretty smart. Yeah. Um, you said also yeah. not just Facebook groups, but Twitter and Reddit were your other places you were looking that you, I should say browse. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I normally do browse those, uh, community like Facebook group, Reddit and Twitter in the evenings before I, and also at night before I go to bed, just to see what people are talking about and, you know, what's in the news or what's your, what's actually happening in the community and also, I belong to because of mail opt-in, I belong to other email marketing or software Facebook groups too. Just look around, see what people are talking about. Yeah, so that basically uh, I get most of my ideas. That's that's fantastic, and I think I think you kind of have to go where the where the regular users go. Oftentimes, I think a lot of developers kind of I don't know. I think maybe maybe they're looking in the too high up in terms of what problems to solve sometimes, you know, like these like monstrous integrations. And sometimes it's the simple itches other people watch, want, want the developers to scratch. I'm just going, I'm just simply still amazed that again in about, Oh, what was it? Um, you broke even on this plugin five figures in four months. And just for those who are going to look at the site later, I'll spoil it for you. There is a, the simple, the, the login WP has simple pricing. It looks like it's per site and it's $49 standard for one year, one license for one site. And the agency has unlimited sites for $99 per year. I'm just bringing these prices up because these prices are actually very reasonable for like a particular yeah. plugin. So that in itself, if you've already made, if you've already broke even in four months and we're not talking, it's not like this plugin costs like a million dollars per purchase and that's, oh yeah, it's easy to make up money in four months. So you must be getting, and you don't have to reveal numbers here, but you must be getting some great, um, you must be getting a lot of traction <laughs> to, to be able to, to do yeah. it in that, in that quickly. How do you advertise, how did you advertise the pro version of login WP? Did you use the free plugin for that? Or did you go back to these Facebook groups and what, I mean, what was your general well, marketing I, plan once you figured out these people, once you figured out this solution you made was going to be good for these people? So what I did was um, after building the pro version, I included the link to, to the pro version in the free version, which is actually you know, basically upselling the pro version. That's pretty much what I did. Then mm -hmm. I also created a website for, for the product, then wrote a few documentation and 
I've actually started doing a little bit of content marketing. Yeah. Although that hasn't really brought um season yet yet. But all majority of the sales or I think all of the sales are from the free version, yeah. What do you think about the WordPress plugin ecosystem today? I mean, you just like everyone else sees acquisitions by large companies. Um Large companies, um, hosting companies or other large companies, they take these big plugins, but they also take small developers too sometimes. Um, some developers um, have talked about, um, you know, there, there are these large companies putting lots of money and people toward these plugins and they feel like maybe their opportunities are reduced greatly because now, you know, five years ago, seven years ago, a lot of people were still small. A lot of developers were small shops. And now if you decided to make a certain plugin, for example, that happens to be similar to a large, you know, plugin that's made by a larger company, that's a tough nut to crack, as I like to say. Do you think there's still room in the WordPress plugin ecosystem for developers to have the kind of success that you you said you accidentally fell into it, so I'm going to use your words. But do you think developers can still have these happy accidents um, in the space today? Um, I'll be honest. Um, back in the days, when you create a WordPress plugin, publish it in a WordPress repository, and maybe sit at home or do other stuff, most many times or oftentimes the plugins will grow organically and in less than say a month or so you've already gotten up to one thousand or thousands of installation active installs actually but it's actually not the same like um before it's actually really very hard to grow and stand out from the crowd yeah so nowadays you actually you really need to have a big marketing budget yeah to, for content marketing yeah and also promote, promoting the plugin. And also, if you build a new plugin, it actually takes, I think, a month for you to go from zero to, say, 500 active installation or 1,000 active installation, unless maybe the plugin gets picked up by some of the major WordPress um, blocks, like maybe the WP Tavern, status uh, and the likes. But um, trying to grow... A new plugin actually really very difficult. I have seen a lot of um, a number of uh, plugin authors struggle with it. Typical example is um, actually the guy that uh, that owns um, Slice w- WP, yeah, and also and a couple of other plugins plugin author too. So it's really very difficult. That so that's actually the state or or the situation of things in the WordPress um, plugin market today. Do you so you just need to have um, money to spend on marketing and, and even spending it on marketing and trying to um, um, trying to promote it many times it might even not need any results so it's really incredibly hard to, to do the new WordPress plugin Do you think that you would have had the same kind of success if you started fresh or do you think you had to acquire Peter's login redirect plugin because it already was in the plugin repo um the funny the funny thing is actually there's actually um the number of plugins that that does exactly what 
we we do in login of the UP in your WordPress plugin repository. But many times if you search for let's say um a, a redirection plugin, you might not even see them in the first page because they are they are hidden way be, down the the page in WordPress um, search uh, results. So it's uh, I really don't it's actually really very difficult. Yeah. So that actually the situation of things. If if I had built um, a new WordPress program, I'm not sure I would have had the same level of success. Yeah. With um, yeah, that makes with, sense. Uh, acquiring a new plugin, it, um, I basically was piggybacking on the already existing user base and trying to upset the production. So with that, if I didn't acquire the plugin, I'm not sure I would have had the same success or even had any success at all. So that, that's actually the sad reality. Yeah, sad reality because yeah, it's very hard to get to get um, a brand new plugin to have traction now in the WordPress plugin system. So a lot of strategies I've seen, not just yours, um, have been to acquire a plugin that has a lot of installations. And also, you also mentioned there's something very interesting was the plugin search, which I, that's not the first time I've heard that either. Where if you happen to rank high in a particular search word for whatever reason. Um, you obviously tend to get more attention. So it's almost, there is an algorithm in the WordPress plugin repo for searches that you, that you enter. That's been, that's kind of being watched by a lot of people. We, you know, the secret sauce to that algorithm is only held by very, very relatively few people. So um, to obviously not game the system, but, but, yeah, if you appear at the top for some reason, when someone types in a good keyword, they're more than likely to check out your plugin and then they're more than likely to install it and then more than likely to see your pro um, integrations and then upgrade. Yeah. So that makes that makes perfect yeah. sense. I actually... Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, I actually have a suggestion for the WordPress plugin repository. It, it would be really helpful if if they if they can they could add um, like a feature for popular plugins, new plugins. Yeah, that will actually help a lot of um, new plugins to gain more visibility. Yeah. yeah, they do have a featured plugins area on their homepage, but that featured plugins is, I think, um, cherry-picked because right now it's Classic Editor, it's, it's Kismet, Jetpack, and Classic Widgets. Yeah. I mean, it's all automatic uh, or similar really related yeah. stuff there um, yeah i would love for the filter to be in the search um, results you know let's say you are looking for an seo plugin um after tapping in the seo in the um search box the results you get let's uh, could, the filter could be let's say on the sidebar of the search result where you could you know filter yeah. by popular plugins yeah new plugins yeah that would be really excellent well, I know some people are probably getting this information, you know, and putting it into their spreadsheets. I know that they're, they're, and I, I would like to, as you like to see that information come out in the public um, and not keep it to themselves. Maybe we'll see that um, maybe up, up soon, but I agree with you. What I wanted to tell people about, because I haven't heard you give a lot of interviews. I at least maybe I missed all these wonderful interviews you've given because this is the first time I've heard your voice. I do, however, have read this your. This my first time. This is your first one. Oh God, man! I'm so sorry. I should not have been your first podcast. I really, yeah. Believe me, anybody who talks to you in the future, 
will is much, much better. I thought you did the WP minute, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, I do want to point people though, though, when they when they finish listening to you, want to learn more about you. You did an excellent hero press essay. I'm not sure when it was. Um, this thing does not have a date on it, but it looks like it was probably early 2019. I'm guessing by the comments. Um, you yeah. did, I'm going to put it in the show notes for this podcast. It's called WordPress saved my life. And I think if people want to learn more about your history, um, with the, with the net and, uh, with the web and then WordPress in, in particular, you, I mean, you directly said in the post, um, WordPress saved my life. Apparently you were, you were, you were able to make enough revenue to live pretty comfortably in Nigeria. Thanks to the plugin works and your premium plugin profile press and all of that. So I encourage people, if you like listening to Collins, first of all, ping him on post status Slack or on Twitter and tell him he should be doing more interviews because he's a smart man, but then also read the hero press as well to get some background on it. Um, one thing I did want to ask you about though, before time runs out for both of us, um, for what, your 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 w three w w three guy handle is yeah. that what how did you come up with that this isn't the last question oh. i'm just curious oh okay all right um back in the days while i was trying to learn um, web development i actually learned a lot of um what i know like um html CSS from w3 schools yeah oh so w3 schools school, yeah so i just um Replace the schools with guys. So I've been using that um, that pseudonym for okay since. Uh, yeah, it makes sense now. Yeah. now. Yeah, it makes sense now. When you said W three schools, I'm like, oh yeah, of course. I remember W three schools. Yeah. Um, they're still around, yeah. But I remember early days when I was learning stuff like you. I would Google something, and W three schools was notoriously always the top um, ranks in yeah. Google, and that caused some controversy in terms of they were. I don't know if they were gaming the system or whatever, but it, nevertheless, it didn't matter. Didn't matter to me. The information was there, and at the time, it was really good. It was that and Stack Overflow for me were the two things that got me going way, way, way back. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's cool. The other link I do want to send, yeah. and I do want to ask you real quick about this. Um, so okay. we did mention, we did. I just mentioned now talked about Profile Press, and um, yeah. I'm going to link in the show notes here. And it was something that happened. Um, let's see, it's hasn't, it's like mid last year, um, all yeah. of that. And I'm not, I don't want to go into the story, uh, of the, of the background, but first of all, the link I'm going to share the WP minute article is going to have, is going to explain it. It's sharing an interview with you and Matt, and we kind of covered it in post status as well, but there was um, some confusion in the community when, when you, this was another acquisition, correct? Yeah. And then yeah, you made some correct. changes to the plugin that um, didn't sit well with some people, didn't sit well with some people. And I know that must have been a difficult, um, it couldn't have been an easy experience to have that kind of feedback come at you, especially, especially since a lot of people probably didn't know you. I didn't know you, honestly. Um, And that's kind of the reason why I wanted to, I always like to talk to people eventually that that are doing things in the community because you don't want to be the, you don't want to hear the first thing someone is doing, not knowing them. And then you hear about this and then you, you don't know anything about them. So what, what, what do humans typically do? They typically think, Oh, they just assume, assume bad intentions. Right. And I know you didn't have any bad intentions, but 
now that we have a year, well, almost a year has passed since then, and you've you've you're continuing to update the plugin, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. What would what were the lessons that you would feel you took away from that experience, and what could plugin developers potentially learn? What knowledge can you bestow going through that particular learning learning experience with um, the profile um, press? Yeah. So I would like to put it out there that um, the reason I acquired the WP user avatar plugin was basically because we we genuinely we are getting um request for for to to include a feature that allows um site owners to let their user upload a custom profile avatar and also for them to you know have yeah basically to have a custom um user profile so we wanted to build the feature into profile press but then i discovered there was a plugin that actually does that and even more it has um integration with Dropbox and stuff like that so Similar to what I did, uh, sim- similar to my approach with W uh, login WP, I approached the author and he was willing to to sell the plugin and then I acquired the the plugin. Then I revamped the plugin as or I rebranded the plugin as Profile Press. I really did not re- I did not uh, remove the previous uh, or I I did not uh, remove any feature from the plugin. Yeah, but in hindsight, I think. Um, most of the complaints or reports were that um, I took a really a simple plugin and I made it to a really very complex plugin. Yeah, for that I really apologize. I never really thought it was going to, to you know, it was going to um, the situation would be would be that um, um, messy. But I think um, it's been. Over over six months or so now, at, at the at the heat of the moment or at the peak of the situation, we had um we had the review of the plugin drop from from four point from four point five to yeah to about to one or one point five um star yeah, but over time we started um, fixing many of the bugs, then you know trying to do right by the by our users and we've gradually improved the review and overall rating of the plugin from 1.5 to 3 stars and we've continually added more um, features that we we get a lot of feature requests and we've we listened to many of those feature requests and we included to the plugin you could check the plugin now and see some of the recent reviews of cost of users so many of them really love the plugin but i could i can understand the reason why many users were really very upset yeah and for that i really um apologize so that's pretty much the story with uh, with Profile Press. Yeah. So. I, these things happen, especially since yeah. um, a lot, things move so quickly in the WordPress ecosystem. And plus, so, plus, once something catches on Twitter, <laughs> sometimes it explodes. Yeah. I, I actually wanted to revert back. I actually wanted to revert the changes, but I spoke to a couple of friends and they advised some advice, uh, you know, revert the change. But... In the heat of the moment, or in that in that uh, particular um, during that during that time, we had a lot. We had some genuine customers actually um, messaging us and telling us or asking more features to be included, like um, um make uh, adding a payment feature, or improving on the member direction and stuff like that. So we already had people that have already upgraded and loved the plugin. So trying to revert back the change will really 
you know, make the situation even more messier. So I decided to just, you know, leave it. And thankfully, there was another plugin author that popped the, the old plugin and, you know, so mm. people that were disgruntled or, or that didn't love the change, they moved to the, I think the name of the plugin is One User Avatar without actually losing any customization or actually losing any features um, from the old plugin. So that was actually, the plugin actually acted like sort of like a, uh, a migration guide for old disgruntled users to move to. Yeah. So I think that actually is the situation a bit. Yeah. Yeah, and I understand here, and I'll just read the, the quote here from the WP Minute here. It says, to, to kind of wrap things up on this, it says, because I think your your situation, it, it a lot of times people feel alone in some of the challenges that they face dealing with plugins, especially if you work remotely. Um, and especially, I'll be honest with you, I mean, you being in Africa, I wouldn't be surprised if you if, if someone working in Africa versus someone working in New York um, New York, there's a lot of people there writing plugins and writing software and so forth. And maybe in certain places in another country somewhere, there, there isn't, there isn't many. I mean, sometimes you feel a physical presence sometimes, you know, does add to, to being lonely or being left out, or at least it looks that way on Twitter or something, you know, it looks like, you know, you have all these, or these comments or coming in the ratings and all that on wordpress.org. But yeah, you did make a good point here. And I just wanted to repeat what you said on the WP minute link. And of course we'll include this in the show notes, show notes. And you said maintaining free plugins is unpaid labor and it's very demanding. You get droves of users demanding help. And then even if you do help them, you can get criticized for doing so. And as soon as you offer a paid version to help offset the cost of development and maintenance for the free version, you get criticized. Um, and that's true. That's kind of like you're only as good as your last job and you, you um, what's the expression I'm looking for? Um, um, I'll think of this in a second cause I'm going to have to edit this part cause I, um, only, oh, good things do not, oh, good things don't go unpunished. <laughs> um, is, is sometimes an expression that I use. So you're trying to do good, but sometimes people are just nasty, regardless if you give them something for free or not. But I really appreciated um, the the story that you left in post status Slack. I really appreciated it because it the more developers share their stories, especially in places like post status Slack, which I believe is a great environment, especially in the business area to to actually to actually share those wins. Because if you don't share those wins, Collins, then Especially, you know, some people like if I were you and I had this thing that happened to me last year and I had a little egg on my face, um, is the exp- I keep using the expressions that I don't know if you, I, if, if I was a little embarrassed, uh, if I was a little embarrassed by, by something that, uh, that happened to me, um, that I did that, that happened to me just by chance. I'm not sure if I would be so brave to stick my head out in a, in a community, but fortunately you, you are, and post status is a great place for that. And that this win about login WP about making a financial success in terms of just breaking even in, sh- in such a short period of time is fascinating. And I can't wait to share this win with the WordPress community. We're, we'll, we'll make a mention of it in a newsletter. And whenever people hear this podcast, um, I, and this is your first one, I'm glad it's in this positive light because these plugin developers, a lot of them 
are still unclear about where to find their ideas and using you as inspiration, I think is a really good thing they should be doing. So kudos to you. And, uh, yeah, you know, thank you very much. Yeah. And I'm going to say you're brave too, because you decided to talk with me and I didn't, and you, and for your first podcast and if you knew me at all, you probably would not have picked me as your first person to talk to on a podcast. But I would like to have you back on though, maybe sometime later this year to talk more about, um, um, some of the things that Mary and I were talking about, like, um, the WordPress community in, in Africa and how people, are making such strides over there. What you, what you have seen, because you're, you're physically there firsthand to see some of these things. And I think it's important, important for the entire global community to be, to know each other better (laughs) and to know what's going on and not, and be focused on other places in the world. Um, But thank you very much for, for speaking with me. Is there, what are the best places for people to follow your work on your comments on the web? Um, I'm actually I'm um, I'm actually active on Twitter at um, WTU guy. Then on Facebook, although my Facebook profile is actually really very private. So, uh, yeah. Oh, that's okay. I'm but um, yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna pry into your Facebook life. I really don't. Then I also own <laughs> I also own a, a personal blog at um, WTUGuy.com. Yeah, you're gonna share that in the and I'll put it in the in the, in the show notes as well. Again, Collins, thank you very yeah. much for your insight. Um, really, really appreciate it. And I'm going to look forward to seeing more of your small wins. Uh, Thank you very much.